welcome back. Whether you are listening for the first time or joining us again, we're so happy to have you here on the MHP podcast. And we are especially excited about today's guest, Hillary Nalapa. Hey, Hillary. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your role here at MHV, how long you've been here, all that good stuff. So I am the loss mitigation manager at MHV, um, where our department is responsible for overseeing the delinquent loan portfolio of the credit union. I have been here, it will be 15 years Ooh. in March, next month. Nice. 15 years. <laughs> I went by fast. Yeah, it? <laughs> it did. It did. How did you start here? I started as a, uh, well, actually, I started as a file clerk in the department that I now manage. Wow. That was just for a few months. And then um, I went to the teller line. Mm-hmm. For a couple of years and I just really wanted to get back into the loss mitigation area mm-hmm. and um, that was where I set my sights mm-hmm. and a couple years of being a teller I applied for a position in in that department in the loss mitigation department and was promoted um, to a collector position have held at you know pretty much every position in that department right. since um, and now manage that department so Excellent. It's been a journey. It has been a journey. And I have to tell you, when I first started with MHV, I went to a lunch and learn. Do you remember we used to do the lunch and learn? Yes. And you presented on what your department does. And I have to tell you, I was floored. I had no idea how much your department does. Yeah. It was it was really an eye-opening experience. Yeah. Um, so thank you for being on today. Thanks for having me. And I think we're going to talk about some really important stuff that some people probably consider to be a little uncomfortable and get kind of nervous talking about. So hopefully this will open people's eyes to the fact that, A, they're not alone, and B, there are definitely options when you are when you find yourself in a sticky financial position. Um, so let's kind of dive right in. You know what, Hillary? What are some of the warning signs that you could share that people may be approaching some financial trouble? You know, the one thing I'll, I'll preface this by saying that there's a difference between uh, somebody who has a true financial hardship, you know, as opposed to somebody who might just have spending problems that's, that is living above their means. Um, if there's a true financial hardship, that's something, you know, unforeseen expenses, um, medical problems, uh, switching jobs and having to take a pay cut, uh, to, you know, temporary unemployment, things like that, that you don't really have control over. Um, where on the other if the flip side of that same coin is, is are the folks who have the spending problems and are living above their means. And I think probably the number one sign is when you find yourself having to live on credit, um, when you're borrowing from your credit cards to maintain your lifestyle, um, let's say when you're counting on things such as on the loans or the credit cards that you Mm -hmm. do have, when you're counting on things such as that grace period or knowing that something's not being reported to your credit report Mm -hmm. until 30 days delinquent, you know, when you're counting on things like that and you have to kind of mentally plan those things, it's, you know, kind of a red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say too, uh, I know it's hard to have kind of a nest egg, kind of a savings account. I, a ton of people live paycheck to paycheck. Right. Um, but when you do, you know, come into some type of emergency and you don't have that nest egg, 
you're immediately stuck having to apply for credit now if you right. don't have it available right. mm-hmm. and use that credit. And it just kind of gets you further into that hole. Mm-hmm. And once you start, once you get into that hole and once you start paying late, once you start utilizing your grace period, going right. to that 29th day of delinquency, mm-hmm. uh, it's really, it's a hard hole to get out of. Mm-hmm. And slowly, they, but surely things will pile up. Right. Um, and that's when it's, I think it becomes apparent to a lot of people that, you know, they're in financial distress. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned something interesting, you know, you said a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. And while that, that might be a little disheartening to hear, there's probably also a sense of comfort that you're not alone. Not at all. And unfortunately, I think sometimes you, you know, people, as you said, they live above their means and they feel like they have to, to continue that. But the fact is they're not alone in that paycheck to paycheck. Not at all. Right. right. No, most, you know, most of the, most of the people I know mm-hmm. personally, um, live paycheck to paycheck. It's really normal. Right. Um, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Obviously it can present problems, but absolutely nobody's alone when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So what do you do, right? So now you find yourself in the situation where you're reaching for your credit card to buy your groceries, not because you want reward points, but because <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have the cash for it, or you know you're you're paying this bill late to be able to pay this bill on time, and you're, you you find yourself starting to play that game. Yeah, yeah. What should what should you do? You know, I think a lot of consumers turn to those commercials that they hear on the radio mm-hmm. uh, or TV with these debt consolidation companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my experience, in our experience here, um, we tend to urge our members to call us, reach yeah. out to us. We're not scary. We're people in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably know half of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to reach out to the creditor because chances are there's something that they can do for you that a debt consolidation company would never be able to do, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, a lot of these debt consolidation companies um, – They'll, they'll run a program where they you pay them a certain amount of money, but they hold it right. and you go delinquent with mm-hmm. your creditors because their, their, um, their end game, their hope is that you're already delinquent now with your creditors. Maybe they can get them to settle. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And there's nothing that a debt consolidation company can do for a consumer that a consumer mm-hmm. can't do for themselves right. by picking up the phone and calling their creditor. Right. We can do far more than a debt consolidation company can. And we do. We bend over backwards for our members, especially the ones that cooperate with us. Okay. I want to I wanna stop you right there for one second. You know, Hillary, talk for a minute because we talk about debt consolidation loans here at the credit union, right? And and kind of taking your higher rate debt and consolidating that into a lower rate personal loan. But that's something different right. than what you're talking about in terms of the debt consolidation companies, right? Yes, yes, okay. absolutely. So your debt consolidation companies are, you know, the toll-free 1-800 number that you call um, and you speak to, you know, a debt counselor, mm-hmm. um, it's not a new loan. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's literally a third-party company that you end up sending your money to, mm-hmm. and then they try to negotiate with your creditors. Okay. Um, it, it's not a loan at all. A debt consolidation loan, though, on the other hand, is a fantastic idea for somebody. Uh, the only problem I've seen with that is uh, when you take out a debt consolidation loan, mm-hmm. all your other, you know, your higher uh, rate debts are paid off. Uh, your credit score tends to improve. Right. The biggest mistake that you can make at that point is taking on more right. debt. Right. And it, unfortunately, it happens a lot because yeah. it's it's 
It's happened to me. It is very hard to see this beautiful credit card offer come it, lower interest rate mm-hmm. and you get into a zero percent for the first 12 months and you get into it and you start racking that up again. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of one of those things that you forget when you take the debt consolidation loan out. Right. Now you're saving yourself money. You forget how tough it was. When, before yes. you had that debt consolidation yes. loan. So it's something to keep in mind. Right. Because then if you start using that credit card, now you're paying your debt consolidation loan monthly payment. Yeah. And hello, now you, have, debt. now you have more debt to pay. Right. Yeah. And that is, you're spot on. That's incre- That takes an incredible amount of self-discipline. It does. Um, okay. So the someone calls you, right? Mm-hmm. They call into your department. They've noticed the warning signs. They're hearing us say, hey, we're not scary. You're going to help yourself a lot more if you reach out to us and let's try to work together. So what is yeah. that? You know, what is that? I don't want to go into too many details, but kind of what does that process look like if we can make people feel more at ease? With sure. Uh, well, everybody can feel completely at ease. They're very nice loss mitigation representatives. And we actually have one a designated employee who handles any members um, with that are requesting financial assistance due to hardship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an application process, and that application can result in multiple different outcomes. We have an internal loss mitigation committee mm-hmm. uh, that reviews all of the requests. Um, we meet twice a month, and we decide what the best course of action is uh, for the credit union and for the borrower. Right. Um, so there's no... I won't say there's no limit to what we can do. Um, Obviously, there are limits to what we can do. However, we have come up with some really helpful solutions Mm -hmm. for so many people. Last year in 2019, we saved a total of $5 million in loan balances uh, and hundreds of members that we helped through this loss mitigation committee or other assistance programs Mm -hmm. such as um, short-term deferment or let's say I'm on a mortgage, a principal and interest only payment for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many options out there. Right. Not, not to mention we service the uh, Fannie Mae portfolio of mortgages as mm-hmm. well, and they have their own modification programs and assistance programs. Okay. Um, so there are countless options that are out there. Um, and I think that the members, they, if, if they pick up the phone, they'll be pleasantly surprised to see how right. much MHV really will work with their members. Right. Now you mentioned, you just mentioned Fannie Mae and that's Mm -hmm. obviously a mortgage program. Yeah. Um, So that kind of, that kind of bridges the gap to something that's a little more scary. And if you're looking at things like, um, you know, having your automobile repossessed or losing your home to foreclosure, what are some, how do people avoid that? There are options in place to avoid foreclosure. Uh, again, this is a situation where we urge the consumers to contact their lenders mm-hmm. because not only, like I said, so our Fannie Mae portfolio, we service a portfolio of loans for Fannie Mae and they have modification programs, repayment plans, forbearances. They have solution options. And in my experience, Fannie Mae, they do what they can mm-hmm. to avoid foreclosure with, you know, for their borrowers. Right. And we do the same thing here at MHV. Foreclosure is a last resort. Right. We do not want to foreclose. We don't want to repossess vehicles. It is a last resort mm-hmm. always. So, you know, we won't get to those that to that point until we have truly tried everything that we can to contact our members. Um, It's it's those situations where we don't have contact with anybody Mm -hmm. where it becomes inevitable. However, there's the same thing that I was mentioning before, our internal loss mitigation committee. Mm -hmm. 
uh, oversees all hardship um, assistance requests for mm -hmm. our internal mortgage portfolio too, and has been able to do deferments, forbearances, modifications, mm -hmm. whether they're temporary modifications or permanent modifications. It depends on the length of the hardship that the member is facing, obviously. But there are absolutely countless options to avoid foreclosure if, if right. the members will contact us and work with us. Great. Um, so let's talk a little bit about more, more about a financial hardship. Um, I'm assuming that probably runs the gamut from, listen, my car broke down. I need to use my car payment this month to yes. pay for a new transmission or yep. whatever the yep. case may be. So is that a situation, you know, how would a member handle that? It's not quite as serious as something like a foreclosure or repossession, but obviously you don't want that ding going on your on your credit history. Right. So is that a situation in which someone should reach out to you? Absolutely, because that, while it might not be a long-term hardship, mm -hmm. uh, that is the beginning step of what's going to put you into that rabbit hole that I talked about. Right. You're going to yeah. miss that first payment, and then you're going to spend months mm -hmm. trying to catch up after that. Right. So absolutely, we have uh, consumer loan deferments that, we do um, on a daily basis mm -hmm. for members facing financial hardships that are temporary, such as such as you know vehicle repairs right. or um, medical bills, right. temporary unemployment, anything temporary we can defer. Right. Um, there, and there's an application process involved, but again, if there's a true financial hardship, mm -hmm. um, we'll send out an application. Once we get that application back. Um, and we review it and we confirm, yes, there is a, a temporary hardship here. Mm -hmm. We can approve a deferment. If it's not, if we review the application and it's not, mm -hmm. then it gets escalated to the loss mitigation committee for possibly a long-term solution instead. Okay. So I'm guessing if you want to take a trip to Tahiti and not make your car payment. That's those spending problems. <laughs> That's, That's the living above the means. <laughs> That's not going to work. No, I agree. Right. Love it. All right. Noted. Um, what should they say? How, do that, how does that conversation start for them? Sure. Well, they can they can ask to speak to the loss mitigation department, of okay. course, at mm -hmm. any time. Uh, but even if they explain to the call center uh, representatives that they have run into financial difficulty, the mm -hmm. call center representatives will refer them uh, to loss mitigation. Okay. Uh, and everybody has an assigned loss mitigation representative assigned to handle their account. Okay. Um, oh, so you're working with the same person throughout the process. Yes. That's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you have a direct contact, somebody that you right. can reach out to. Um, and it, it just makes the process more uh, efficient, I think, mm -hmm. uh, quicker, easier, right. more understandable uh, right. for the members. Okay. What's on the other side for the member, right? They've gone through this process. You know, what... You guys provide action items, recommendations. How do you avoid this again in the future? So uh, a lot of times we will suggest balance counseling uh, to members, especially if it's somebody who has um, a temporary financial hardship or maybe a medium term financial hardship even. Um, and one of the things that we collect is, so, you know, bank statements. Mm -hmm. So we do review that type of thing to see spending patterns. Right. Um, but we also have two certified financial counselors on our staff. Okay. Um, CUNA sort of, uh, certified financial counselors. Okay. So uh, they're able to help as well. And one of those certified financial counselors is um, actually the person who handles all of the assistance requests. Okay. So that's the direct person that they would mm -hmm. be speaking to. Okay. Yeah. Any other tips that you would like to share with us today around these types of financial hardship situations? Uh, I think, you know, the, the biggest takeaway that I really want to make sure comes from this is 
to not have a fear of the lender. The lender was mm. there when you requested the loan. They were there for you when you needed the money. We're not going to simply walk away if you're facing a financial hardship. We have been here uh, and are always willing to work with our members when there is a true financial hardship that they're dealing with. So don't be afraid and don't be ashamed. It happens to everybody, myself included at times in my life, mm -hmm. you know, so it, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Like I said, we're all people within the same community, right. probably right. dealing with the same exact things. So uh, I just urge everybody to not be afraid to pick up the phone and, and call when something happens. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And maybe we'll have you back in the future. That would be great. Take care, everybody. Thanks.